It's another beautiful day here at the Comeback Team Studios. This is the guy you're slowly starting to love, Beck Lover, and the Comeback Team. We're here today with a very special guest, my new friend, Gene Borello. Gene's going to talk to us about life inside the mob, being a part of some of the most notorious families in the history of the mafia in America, and how he's fighting hard now to change his life and change the life of many other young people that might hear his story. Gene, welcome to this episode Thank of you. Beck Lover and the Comeback Team. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad you came today. I know there was probably a little bit of traffic doing the reverse. Yes. Coming from New York to Jersey during rush hour, you're coming with the traffic. You might want to just move this a little closer. All right. Good. good. Yeah, that's good. We're good All to right. go. So, Gene, I, I kind of met you say less than a week ago right about a week ago yeah. uh, so far i want to thank john aylett i've been getting some very interesting and amazing people right and uh how long have you been friends with him uh i mean technically i mean i know him my whole life technically you know i mean you knew him like well, i mean not great but i mean coming up as a know? kid you knew him like you of saw course. him around the neighborhood yeah, you saw him with the family right, right. Saw... well he, yeah he worked with my uncle back in the day right very close to my cousins so um yeah, and actually i'll just put this picture up there's you and johnny right this guy doesn't age, man. Yeah, good guy, man. The hell does he eat? I ask him, what do you eat? I look like, sh I'm fucking 37 years old. Johnny's killing me, man. <laughs> this guy's in good shape, man. Yeah. Tip top. <laughs> so we met over there at uh, Nitty's, and um, I want to thank you for, for giving me a chance to, to, to tell your story. You've, you've just kind of hit the scene right now. Right. I saw you on Vlad. Right. And a couple other of, uh, talk shows and podcasts. Right. And you're really starting to, to, to move right now. Right. And telling people about your life, your story. You're working on a book. Right. You're working on some movies. Yep. And, um, I mean, who better to, to, to be in that genre and in that world than you? Right. You lived it. I lived it. No acting. So sometimes people say I talk too much. I like to paint the picture. <laughs> but I want to I wanna start at the beginning. Right. I want to start who you are, where you're from, where you were born, who your family was, who they might be. Right. What happened to you, how you got involved in the, in the business. Right how you eventually got out of it, jail. I mean, everything, man. Right. This is your story. I noticed a lot of people on Vlad were, were writing in the comments and, and on the video of you and Johnny. They were like, please get this guy Gino. Get this guy Gino. They call yeah. you Gino, right? Gino, yeah. That was please get this yeah. guy Gino. We got to yeah. hear his story. You got to hear his story. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Beck Lover exclusive. <laughs> so, right. brother, the floor is yours. Right. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Where does life start for Gene Barello? I was born in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Uh, I moved out of Canarsie when I was about 8 to 10 years old. I moved over to Oslin Park, Queens, and then over to Howard Beach, Queens. Um, I can say for the most part, um, I was always in trouble, young. Um, I was born... Like, how young we talk? I mean, like, school, from young, I was just always bad, you know. Um, I just wasn't a good kid. And uh, at the age Give me an of, example. I mean, like, school, I just hated it. I was always starting fights in school. I was just uh, always in trouble no matter what. So Even from, like, the earliest days? Yeah, like I mean, first like, grade, second grade? Yeah, yeah. You'd fight kids? Yeah, I got kicked out of schools, everything, you know, and um, teachers literally didn't want me in the fucking school. Let me ask you a uh, question. Yeah. Why do you think at that age already you were kind of maybe coming off a little aggressive, a little angry? I don't dude? know. What do you I think mean, triggered it? I don't know. I just have an anger problem, you know, and um, I don't take no shit. And I just get um, very angry quick. And, uh, you know, 
Do you think you were ever exposed to anything that early that might have led to that? Well, I mean, that I, age. I mean, I don't think at grade one and two, you might have realized everything that was going on in your no, your no, whole family no. life I and just, just trouble, you know. And uh, everyone told me, "Oh, this kid's gonna end up in jail." And even as I got older, you know, by the time I was sixteen, I was committing crimes, you know. And, so uh, you, you start over there. You, you you go to school. Right, I dropped you, out of ninth grade. You you dropped know. out of ninth. Yeah, I didn't want nothing to do with it. So when you dropped out at ninth, mm-hmm. you you dropped out your freshman year. Yeah, high well, school. Yeah, I wasn't really committing that many crimes, but like getting in trouble. But I, I started selling drugs at like sixteen years old. You know. Do you know what you? Were, I mean, of I course mean, you know what you were. But what what were you kind of pushing? What was the ecstasy? Drug? You know, a little bit of that. Uh, now we're talking what years here? Uh, you remember 99. when did you drop out of ninth? You remember? Uh, 99. Uh, 99, yeah. So, 2000. so I'm only a few years older than you. Yeah. So like 2000, 2001, I was like selling drugs, but nothing big time, you know? Just getting just getting into the game. And then... um, the Ecstasy was big during that time period. Right, it, it was. was. huge. Sound Factory. That's what it was. Really Sound big. Factory. Yeah, you know, that was like... Well, it was every nightclub really at that point, but yeah. it was it was big. Sound Factory was big on... The, Mitsubishis. <laughs> Transformers. I know nothing. I never yeah. did it. <laughs> They were big, but like, I heard the stories. Pokemons, all the crap, whatever. So um, I you were going to factory back then. Yeah, at that age. Yeah, you were I getting. Was go- oh yeah, Saturday we go at three in the morning and leave at twelve in the afternoon. Me and my friends. I used to say you're walking on Friday, come out Monday. Yeah, shit was crazy. Yeah, really crazy. Shout out to fucking DJ. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Jonathan Peters. Jonathan man. Peters. Yeah. Freaking guy would go on. Dun, dun, bah, bah, children of the night, follow me. I liked all his stuff. Yeah. Listen, I like the house music today. Yeah. But don't you like it better back then? It was yeah. more intense, I think. Right. Well, I still like it to this day. I still, I don't like. I like vocal house. I don't like just. Uh, but it's changed a lot. Yeah. Compared to back then, right? It was right. more like just the beats. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like just the beats. I like the vocal. Yeah. I'm more of a trance head. Oh yeah, I love trance. Yeah. It changes your mood yeah. completely. Yeah, I like the vocal. Did you dance? Nah. You nah. weren't doing the fucking nah, Jersey nah, fist pump. Nah, 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 nah. Huh? The glow sticks. I used to dodge them. These kids are fucking swinging them things. I used to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nunchucks, man. You had to watch out. You don't get lose an eye dancing. Yeah. yeah. So you were in factory at that yeah, time. Yeah, South. I was. In you factory. were doing your thing in there. Yeah, a little bit. You gotta be careful. The bouncers try to rob you in there. You know what I mean? So it was a, a lot of bit. different groups up in that place. Right, but you know we were going there. Whatever we went in there, we would sell. But like I said, drugs was like a small part. And then, um, I like I said, I got in trouble at 16. I caught an assault case with a weapon. I catch, I caught a few more cases. And then when I was 18, I got in real trouble. I had a direct sale of a kilo of cocaine with a family member. And that's the first time I hit um, Rikers Island. And, uh, let, let's, let's not, because let's, there's a lot, there's a right. lot here. <clears throat> you kind of start selling, you're dabbling in a little bit of drug sales. Right. You don't really go down for that. Nah. No. A couple pills here, yeah. a couple bags, nothing right. crazy. Right. Young teenager trying to make some extra cash. Right. Eventually, that progresses. Of course. You decide to try to make bigger moves, right. bigger money. Right. How do you get pulled into that? A uh, family member. He actually, uh, we had a deal, and um, the guy wanted a brick of coke, and I knew where to get it. I got it, and it was a sting operation, and they nailed me with a kilo of coke. So... If I'm hearing this correctly, you're telling me your own family member set you up. No, 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 no. He got locked up with me. Oh, the person. Friend, the other person. Yeah, his friend set us up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. For a key. For a brick. Yeah. A1 felony. That's when the Rockefeller law was still three to life. Shit. Yeah. And um, he took the way from me pretty much, my family member. You know, he felt bad that he that I was there and everything, and he got me, like, caught in it. So he pretty much took most of the time. I did, like, 16 months. How old were you at that time? Do you 18. Remember? Damn. Yeah. 
And what, I, what did you do at the time? Well, I was an adolescent Rikers Island. <clears throat> and Can you I, take us into that world a little bit, man? That place has been getting a lot of attention. Oof, I mean... I think they, they, they shut it down, no? No. Or they were trying to. I mean, they should. They were trying to shut it down. Yeah, it's going to be hard to. What know? was it like as a, as, a, as a young teenager? It's crazy. Being in a very, from what I understand, violent prison. It's the most violent in the country. Most violent county in the country. I had a friend that was, uh, he worked there. Right. Said it was fucking crazy. Yeah, a lot of CEOs don't even make it. They quit. They won't. They can't handle. They can't it. take they, the pressure. They, no, they're getting attacked too. They don't give a crap. They got a badge on. They're going after. They're cutting them too. So when you know you're going in there, what's going through your mind, man? You just got to be. When ready. that judge passed the sentence, he's like, "Are right, you going in there for your?" Not mind. even that. I had no bail. They wouldn't give me a bail. I ain't felling me no bail, so I had no choice to go in there. So I'm stuck in there, adolescence, and it's just a fucking war zone, man. You know. Paint the picture, man. People I don't mean, know. People have never chaos. been in there. I mean, just picture chaos. Do you remember your first night? Um, like I said in my last interview, the first 10 minutes, I watched a guy get beat up. Uh, Second jumped. you walked in? Te- first 10 minutes, a guy got a jacket thrown on his head and beat. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Was people, th- were they already, like, when you walked in, is it kind of like the movies? They start, ah, screaming, like, we well, got a new one. Or, the adolescence is, you know, playing around, but it's 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 nonstop, you know, just chaos. There's you no have control. a cell or is it like bunks? That See, that was um a dorm, so there's a bunch of beds. So it's just everyone everywhere, you know? It's like a military camp, but... Basically, right. you're in fucking jail. And you were kids that are 19, 18 were murders, 17 years old with bodies, you know, and they're in there facing a ton of time, like I said, with no one looking out for them, got nothing. Did you know anybody inside while you were there? Um, Any no, friends? No. So you were completely on your own? Yeah, completely on my own. Yeah. What's your advice to someone that maybe just fucked up and they're going into a similar situation? What, what's the advice you can give them to survive on the inside? In Rikers Island? I mean, his, Rikers or any notorious state prison. I mean, like I said, it's like you just gotta you gotta hold your own. And like I said, you know they prey on the weak too. You know they like to go after the person that ain't gonna defend themselves. You know that happens a lot, and it's always gonna be in numbers. You know they'll come at you four guys, you know on one. But if they see that you'll stand up for yourself, and you know you're not a punk, they'll, you're willing to die right there. Right. If you, I seen kids go out with them. You know what I mean, and they'll come out beat up, but they'll send word like, "Oh, the kid got balls." You know, he wasn't a punk. He, he wasn't with it, as this term was. They would tell you, you with it, and that means you're with it. That means you're going to get extorted. They're going to take everything from you. I said I wasn't with it. I got my teeth chipped. You know, I got jumped a few times, and then they loved me. They started loving me in there. I always got along with the gang members when I went into jail. What are some of the, what are, what are some of the gangs you think are predominant at that time that were in there? Um, the Bloods, uh, the Crips, Latin Kings. The usual. Yeah, now it's like the Bathias too, the Dominican gang. MS-13s, they're just... It's all just different gangs from different parts of New York. Yeah, but we don't like the MS-13s. Um, they're different. We don't really like... No one respects them. Like, if you go into... If they go into jails, they can't live in Rikers Island. They're not allowed. They only could survive in Long Island. Rikers Island, they come in, they got to go to PC right away. Because they rape women, they chop they're girls. They're very violent. Sh- disgusting. Their crimes are different. That's not what we're doing. You know, organizations ain't based on that. That's like terrorist shit. You know, so nobody really respects that that organization, you know, anywhere. I know Bloods, Crips, Latin Kings, they hate them. They get them on site. They can't even go in the jail. So that's just different. I was always with the Bloods and the Latin Kings more or less because the Crips are always, um, they're beefing with the Bloods a lot, but there's more uh, more blood, so they're like by themselves. But occasionally on the East Coast. Right. Because they're bigger on the West. Right, so they really can't survive in there either, but they're not doing the crimes that the MS-13s are doing. You know? Now, when you're in at this this first major time that you served. Right. Does anyone realize what families you're associated with? No, I'm not really affiliated at that time yet. You know what I mean? I was related to somebody, but I wasn't really in, in the in the organized crime world. I was friends with everybody. I didn't get until I came out on that. That's when I went full-time with that. My friends were all related or 
Like in that neighborhood, everybody's related. But I'm saying like it's like the Albanians, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin, 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 cousin. Next thing you know, there's 800 people at your wedding. Everybody I grew up with, their grandfather was someone, their uncle, everything. So it's just like, like my uncle was a big time captain, and you know, like I said, that's that's how that neighborhood is, you know. So you do your time in there, right? You get Here's my question. Any type of program in there? Is anything to try to really change the, your course? Well, or do you think it makes it worse? Well, here's the thing. You can go to school in the adolescence, but it's worse in school because that's when they're really fighting. That's you have all the bad kids. that are, Like, there would have been one out of 30. You have all those one yeah. out of 30 kids now, and they are 30 out of 30. Listen, any, right? ga- any gang member listening to me right now is dying laughing because they know the school flaw. It gets crazy in there. So um, going to school in the adolescence is even worse. They just go and more chaotic in there so i ended up turning an adult and then i went to c73 and the adults are pretty much the same way you know but um it wasn't as bad but i was there for like another 10 months when you're sitting in there man and you're going through all this crazy shit right is there ever a, a, a moment where you're saying so i can't i can't ever be back in here again like and, and and i don't I, you don't have that thought like i don't want to do fucking crime anymore nah. I mean, that wasn't enough to say i'm done with this nah, shit no it wasn't no. Why not? That, that would have changed most. Because at the time, I just thought who the fuck I was. You know, I was just so cocky and arrogant. And I just, you know, I wanted to keep on, you know, progressing and, and uh, being a criminal. Never you know? crossed your mind once to change your course nah. at this early stage. No, nah. no. Nah. So you come back out now. Worse. Hardened. Yeah. What do you start doing when you get back out? Sports and loans. I got. Well, that's when I got with the Banano Crime family. That's when I got with uh, Ronnie Gilonzo. And that's when I started working for him. And I started doing loan shocking and sport betting and all that. But your actual blood relatives are from a different family, Gambino, no? right. Why didn't you go with the family? Well, here's the thing. Uh, my uncle died when I was 16 years now, old. Who are we talking about? A fat Andy Ruggiano. May I? Yeah. I want to pull this up because right. I, I got to admit to my audience and to my crowd. Right. I'm not an expert on this. Right. There's so many different individuals, so many different families, so many different organizations. Right. So for me to sit here and say I'm an expert, I'd be lying to my, my audience right. and I'd be lying to you. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about, uh, I didn't know anything about him. Right. So I did the research. Right. And um, yeah, he what was, I read about him is this guy was no joke. Yeah, he was. This guy was no joke. Old school. Right. Didn't rat no one out. Didn't, right. not, I mean, this guy served his time. Uh, he was. Went on the guy. lamb. Oh, serious. With the angels. I mean, all that stuff's accurate. Oh, yeah. He was the guy. Anyone that came up in the 60s and 70s was under him. And he pretty much put everybody where they are today. A lot of the Gambino guys that are somebody today. This is, I'm, I'm reading here on right. uh, MafiaWiki.org, right. I guess, like, some type of organization. I have the, most, the most respected Gambino guy in Queens is Nicky Carrazzo, and Nicky Carrazzo came up under him. That was his, that was Nicky, that was uh, Andy's guy, Nicky. So all these guys that are somebody now is because of him. So how, how are you related to him? Uh, my, um, he's, his son is my cousin. My, my grandmother, sorry, my grandfather and his um, a wife, a brother and sister. So it's blood. Yes. It's not like, oh, we're like, you know, sometimes I call people cousins in my community. No, it's real Because we know each other. Our right. families know each other. Right. My mother, but you're actually blood. My mother and his son are first cousins. Right. It's immediate family. So you're like a great nephew of, right. of, one, of, the, of right. one of the most known, one of the most infamous. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the most notorious. He came up under Albert Anastasia. You know, this is talking Berta Inc. This is, you know, different. Killing people at 13 years old. This is a whole different league, yeah. Where a lot of the legends and the stories come from. Right, right. That this generation was the right. generation. This is a whole different thing. And um, Do you remember him as a kid? Uh, yeah, I've met him a bunch of times. We used to go to a swim club together and everything. But you know, so what would you do in the swim club? Would you I take mean, you swimming. It was so funny because he walk in with like twenty people for free and then just walk. 
And he just was it like a YMCA in. or something. Yeah, but you had to pay to go in. And he would just walk in with a crowd. Like, yeah, we're just we're, we're gonna have a party right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you little kids are have your swimming lessons. Get the fuck the, out of the pool. At the time, he lost his um, voice box, so he would talk. He would go, and that's how cigarettes he would talk. or cigars. Uh, I think both. But he. Um, so What's he one was, of your favorite memories? Then? I mean, I, give, give us the portrait. Of the, we know we know the other huh. side. Give us the the, the, mean, the family side, the fun side, the. Like I said, I would be at party events with him. I wasn't like, you know, ultra tight with him, but I, his grandson is like my brother. And so I was always Still with him. Still good them. today? Yeah. So I was always with him um, by the house, and he loves the Yankees and everything. And, um, you know, we just sit down, he talks sports, and you would never even know he's a notorious murderer. You would never know this guy the way he is because he was so friendly. You know what I mean? So uh, we really didn't understand how treacherous he was until, you know, later on. You're like, you thank know? God he's my cousin. Right. We never understood why. Like, I'm glad he's my cousin. Right. Remember, he, they put him in the Goodfellas movie, and that wasn't even about the Gambinos. That was about the Lucchese family. They just put him in because he was so powerful. Right. So you're kind of like, you know, you're a teenager now. Right. Do you realize who your family is? Well, just him. You know, we when always do you, knew. What age were you when you started realizing, this is who my family is, this is who my bloodline is? Like? I mean, always. But, you know, like I said, I made a name for myself. You know, I didn't live off that name, you know, because his son um, did time his whole life. My cousin Anthony is uh, oldest son. And he got a raw deal. You know, he was a good dude. And um, he had just came home doing 10 years, and they hit him with a cold case murder because, you know, he did kill his son-in-law. You know, and my cousin played a part in that. So um, This is all public, I'm assuming? Yeah, this is all public all right. knowledge. And, you know, um, and you know the poor guy asked for a fighting chance. You know, he said, you know, help me out. I need lawyer fees, and they want to help him. And then he, you know, he cooperated. And, you know, um, that kind of hurt me because they know he's my cousin. So that was why I couldn't go with the Gambino family, pretty much. That's why I went another route. So you know that was always in my, you know, known to so be my. So you cousin. start you start doing some of the typical duties in that world. You start right. earning. Well, I was a violent guy, so it's easy to move up when you're violent. You know, if you're not a pushover, just you the put money. working. Right, I was a violent guy, so it was easy for me to move and be noticed quick because I'm doing armed robberies. I'm fearless. Doing, right, assaults. I'm doing everything, and me and my partner, which was. Ronnie G's nephew and Vinnie Osaro's nephew, who's Vinnie Osaro's like a figure like him. Um, that's how we got noticed and pulled in by them and started working for them. And I became basically the, the guy that committed all their violence for them. What is it like, you know, the beginning when you first get in? I mean, it, it, how long is it? I mean, you said you started getting noticed right away. Right. You start moving up. I mean, did, did you eventually ever get made? I mean, no, you? no, I never got a chance to. Um, Why was that? So, was it because of time? Was yeah. it so hard? I mean, because you, unlike Johnny, Johnny right. Light, A Light was Albanian. It's understood right. why he wasn't allowed in. Well, that that was one of my beefs about that because um, the old man actually wanted me in more than my own right hand man, Ronnie, because he didn't want me to be the same rank as him. So if I get straightened out, now I, I don't answer to him no more. He ended up becoming a captain, but uh, he was playing the whole role. Oh, I don't want you to get in because then you go on my list and we can't hang out no more. So that was his whole thing. Vin was pushing for me to go in, but whatever. It is what it is. You know, it turned out for the best. And, um, you know, I put in a lot of work and I felt like I deserved it. You know, other guys got it. They didn't do anything, you know, and, you know, it, it, it got me mad at sometimes, you know. A lot of people would ask me, how come you're not in? They put these clowns in. What about you? You're the one doing everything. I was like, you know, that's how it goes. It's just the way the cards fall sometimes, you know? How many years are you kind of in between that first time you get locked up and the next time that you? 30 months. So less than three years. Yeah. What, what ends up getting you pinched? Uh, a shooting in front of a bar. Yeah. Guy hit my fall in the head with a hammer. I went back there and I tried to gun him down in front of the bar. 
Was it just a random person? Like yeah, he was actually a Gambino guy. He's dead now, but um, uh, Johnny One Eye. Yeah, he hit my fall in the head with a hammer. Your father? Yeah, he hit my fall in the head with a hammer, bro. Man. Did your father make it? Yeah, he made it. Collapses long everything. Wow. Yeah, real punk shit. They jumped him. My father was like fifty some years old at the time. I went there like Rambo. But was I, your father in the life? Nah, he's a street dude, but he wasn't mafia guy. He was just like you know. So you took it personal, obviously. Of yeah, course, it's your father, man. Hit, hit an old man in the head with a hammer. You're a punk, man. But aren't technically, I mean, those guys are you? Nah, it's not because I'm with the banana guys, man. So. I mean, but I'm talking about blood wise, no? It don't matter. It don't matter. And they didn't know it was my father anyway, because one of the kids that was there was jumped and was hiding for a week. Because I said, when I see him, I'm gonna kill you. You know, and I actually knew him. And the father, I, I was trying to get them in front of the ball. They were running, and the cops got me right in front of the ball with the gun, lighting, the, shooting the gun. Queens. Yeah, I did three to six years for that. Damn. They found my father on the corner, a puddle of blood. Yeah. He's around now? Well, he's in Canada now. He's okay? Yeah, he's good. Still talk to him. Oh, thank God. Um, was there ever a point where your pops, since he wasn't fully into that life, did he ever sit you down and say, listen, you're my son, I love you? Nah, he was gone when this I was young. This usually never ends well. Nah, he was gone when I was young, but we always stood in touch. Did everyone, anyone ever try to say, get the fuck out of the life? Get out of it, man. Don't do it. My grandfather a little bit. He passed away. Was like, he ever in that world? Yeah, he was. It was his brother-in-law, so, you know, he was in the world. So, you know, like, but he just says, like, you know, they don't do, you know, they're, they're all about themselves, you know? So you have this incident, you know, retaliation basically for what happened to your father. Right, I go to jail for you it. go to jail for it. Right. And I come home 2010. Anyone got hit or these things you can't no, talk about? No, It's, you know, whatever. But they, they gave you three to six. Three to six years. How, many, how long did you have to serve? 40, uh, 45 months. Where was that? I was in Green, Groveland, a few spots up north. I was in Rikers Island for like 10 months. Then I went upstate and finished the rest over there. Green is like Rikers Island. Chaos, you know. Well, it was not like anything crazy happened in there? Well, I was a real full-time bad guy. then, said I was looking for trouble. You didn't give a shit? Yeah, I didn't give a shit. I was looking for it. So, you know, um, even on my last bit in Rikers Island, and they could say whatever they want. People that were with me in Rikers Island, I was bad in there. I was starting shit all the time. I didn't care. I was looking for it, you know. But it didn't extend your time anymore, no? Why not? Not in Rikers Island. They don't care. They don't give a they shit. They got worse problems than that. <laughs> Fight, you know? So you're in there for three to six. What's going on? What's going through your mind? What's happening on the outside? I mean. Uh, not at all. Just basically waiting to get back out, you know, and start and start where, you know, I left off. As soon as I got out, I got a deadbeat list. It was so funny. What's that? Uh, loan shock list. All the guys that owe my boss money because he went away. So he's serving seven years for uh, extortion on a stockbroker firm. He was taking like 100000 a month from these guys. He made millions. And um, uh, he basically, as soon as I got and out. And I find that fascinating post-Giuliani, right? We, we, yeah. This well, is post-Giuliani. Yeah. Like while he was either in power or after, right? No, after, but like. And they still got away with that type. I mean, oh, yeah. But he ended up doing seven years for it, but it was worth it for him. He made millions. And um, he loan sharked all the money out. He was smart. He's very smart with money. He's not a smart guy, but with, with making money, he is. That's the only talent he had. And um, he basically had $3 million in the street loans. So now, That's probably one business I think that'll never go away. Right. Because there's going to be times where people need money. It could be for anything. Right. Right? Like, God forbid, I always thought about, like, if... God forbid someone's family member was sick and they need the money for the doctor. Like, there's reasons why people, no matter what, they can't go to a bank, they can't get credit cards, no one has right. money. That's probably, in my opinion, a business that will never disappear. Right. Hard lending, but like really well, hardcore lending. Well, like, like I was taught, Ronnie always taught me, he goes, he goes, Gene, he goes, a civilian, you know, he tried to explain to me the difference between a civilian and a street guy. He goes, you know, when a civilian comes to you and asks you to borrow money and asks you to bet sports, they're not civilians no more. Because a civilian, when they want to borrow money, where they go? Bank, bank, credit card. When they want to bet, where do they go? 
their family. All right, or casinos. You know, you come into our world, now you got to deal with our repercussions. We're not going to take your ass. We're going to beat the shit out of you. We're going to hurt you, and it can even be worse than that. You know what I mean? Especially if it's a lot of money. I've done worse to people for owing him money, so I know. I'm not going to get into crimes exact, but I've done bad things to people. And um, I'm telling you, uh, you're no longer a civilian the more when you step into our world. You know, you don't want to borrow money from us. You don't want to bet sports yeah, so with us. No one brought you into there, right? Right, no one told you. So that's you. how people like, you know. Right. And usually, let's be real, most people when they're borrowing money is because they don't have money. Like, what are the odds you're going to pay that shit back? Well, they always paid us. You know, you know what I mean? Especially, Especially they're finding one way or the other. Well, because of me, they paid a lot of times back because my boss is away. He had a lot of time collecting his money. And once I walked out the door, I, I changed everything from, you know, I was home 90 days and I already had everything back right running fam, going around, going crazy for him. And um, he was making 30000 a week just in loans. You know what I mean? So he had a big operation. And um, that's what I did. I, I stepped right back in. I was his main enforcer. You know, I was his main guy. Man, he loved me, and I did all his dirty work, all his collections, and um, I kept everything running for him until he got out. So what would your advice be to someone that really needs money, no matter how desperate they are? Would you yeah, ever advise it? You don't go to guys like me. Would you or, ever advise that? I mean, because it's like, it's really a trap, because um, like I said, you are going to pay us one way or another, you know? I mean, I just came off the street in 2014. I could tell you I was hurting people for them 2010, 11, 12, 13. I was doing bad stuff to people over money. So if you're going to get involved with the mafia, you do, you know. But anyone know. ever, like, borrow money and just disappear and never found them again? Well, how it works is that we won't just lend to somebody we don't make know. make sure they still have, a, they have, they have a, enough of an anchor here, right? No. If you bring somebody to me, you're responsible for the money. So if you say, uh, Gene, I got a guy, he wants 10000 I'm going to go, I don't know him. He's going to pay me, but if he don't, I'll come see you. I'll be knocking. You got to make sure there's, there's, there's a way to, it's kind of like, you know, I guess it kind of relates to regular, uh, Lending. When you fill out a loan application, they'll be like, what's the near... I've, I've always found this question very funny and interesting in my in my opinion. And I, I was in banking briefly. I worked for Chase when I was younger. Okay. When you do a mortgage or a loan, it says, you know, w name of the n nearest relative not living with you. Okay. And I would always put some bullshit name there. <laughs> well, well, you're going to call who? You're going to harass right. my grandmother for my mortgage? I mean, well, but it's funny that they'll do that. Right. The question is, who came up with that question first? Right, well, we're, we're different. Was right? it Chase or was it you guys? <laughs> we have somebody vouch for you. So basically, you bring me Joe and he leaves. I'm not going to So like if it was just me and I had, like I was a single guy, no family. From the neighborhood. No loose ends. From the neighborhood. Right? You probably wouldn't lend to me because you would consider me a risk. That I could just take the money and disappear and good luck finding me. Well, right. But also, if you're from my area, it's different if I know you. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for the money that I take off him. So he don't want to hear shit that the guys run off from the money. I got to turn in what I got to turn in on Friday. I had 240000 out with him in the street. So I got to make sure 2400s there every Friday. I get the money at one point. So I got to turn I mean, it. What was the usual VIG, man? Let's explain how, well, how that type of right, so, lending works so people understand what they're actually getting into. I right. have to people understand the math. So Ronnie's our skipper, our captain, basically, right? So his crew, his Let's main, say I borrow 10000 from you. Okay, so how do, what do I have to pay until I pay back the principal? I'm gonna tell you now. So basically, Ronnie will give you the money. Call it mafia math. Right, right. Ronnie will give us the money at one point, which is ten dollars on a thousand. We'll charge two or three points. So basically, I'll lend you ten thousand. You got to give me two or three hundred a week. Don't come off the top. You got to give me. Yeah, that that's 10. just interest. Yeah, you could pay me for five years. So you don't that, care how long. Nah, it don't as long matter. as that keeps you coming. You got to give me three hundred a week. I don't give a fuck how long until you give me back that ten thousand in full. So every week I got to turn a hundred dollars on that ten thousand to Ronnie. So now I had 240000 out with him. I got to turn in 2400 a week with him every Friday. No matter who pays me or not, that's got to be there. I'm responsible so for So basically, the money you're now. the guy that has to vouch for that. Yeah. So if you find someone that's willing to take the money, you're the one. No matter what, 
It comes out of you. I'm getting it through him. I have to pay that money. That's interesting. Right. So it's basically because I'm making money on it. I'm making more than he is on it. So you have to assume the risk also. Right. So I'm making a couple. It makes sense. I'm making thousands a week just collecting his money. Sense with a C. (laughs) S-E-N-T-S. Yeah. But like I said, I've seen guys that get screwed over like that and they get stuck with the money, you know, and they got to pay. You ever had anyone, not mentioning names, you ever had anyone in a situation where they couldn't pay back and you might have, I mean, you sound like you didn't give a fuck about no one. But did you ever once oh, ever feel bad for someone that yeah. like, you knew like they were oh, like did yeah. anyone ever borrow for something that had nothing to do with gambling nothing like someone like they yeah. were just in a real like their family was like uh, do you have any stories like that absolutely i had a few Paint people the picture, like that man. i mean no names i mean literally i had guys that couldn't buy their girlfriend's christmas gifts you know what i mean friends of mine and i'd have rather say listen i'm sorry sweetheart yeah <laughs> i'm not fucking borrowing from right. the fucking mob to buy you, you know. a time back that's just not happening. <laughs> Like, you know, there's a fucking door. Have a nice day. Well, I'll just give it out of my pocket. I don't have felt that bad for that yeah. guy. No, I'm like, you a sucker. I I'm talking g- about someone that, God forbid, their kid was sick or something like that, where you just, as a, a from a humanitarian perspective, you're like, fuck, I feel bad for this guy, but I can't cut no slack because you start cutting slack, then where do you stop? Right? I mean, I never had a situation like that where a kid is sick or something like that, but I had somebody where they had to pay their mortgage in desperate need, and, you know. Family's going to be in the street. That's a good example. Right. And I but were they a gambler? Yeah. So they're technically they did it to themselves. Yeah, they were all gamblers. Gambling and loan shark, like I said, goes together hand in hand. Yeah, it goes together hand in hand. So, you know. But um, I had a good Did you ever, like, feel bad? You gave, like, I'm going to give you this one shot this week, but next week, like, you ever, oh, you, cut, you cut mercy? Yeah. Because that's between you. Like, as long as they get paid at the top. They don't care. What you decide, that's up to you. That's right. Yeah. So there was a, there was a heart there. Oh, of course. Yeah. I used to look out for pe- a lot of people. You went sports betting, you know? I had a half sheet. So I'm gonna hit your juice this way, but next week you better give me double. Nah, give me the give me the interest or whatever. If they pay me long enough, I'll debt it for the week. I'll be like, don't worry about this week, you know, don't worry. Because in a way, they're also a good client, I guess. Yeah, and it's good because people always say I was the best bookie because I used to hook people up, you know. Because if they lose like five thousand, they couldn't pay me. I'm like, I right, if I made money, I'm not greedy. I'll cut off like eight hundred. Just give me forty two hundred. They're happy. Like I did them the biggest favor in the world, but you know, I'm just cutting off on my end. I made eight grand. Oh, I only made seventy two hundred instead. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. Which fucking Visa and Mastercard work like that? <laughs> right. I was talking to Johnny uh, on the, the the last time I had him here. We was talking about because he started that whole like uh, gambling website. Right. A, a- light. Uh, Special sports band. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you think? And he also thinks that it really like online because now you know all the states now are making it legal to gamble online. I can do it right from my phone right now. Place the sports, but you don't it, feel like it impacted the bookies at all. It won't. I'll tell you why. And he said the same thing. I just want to. We give credit. And he said the same thing. We give credit. That'll never change because mafia. When you go on the website, see these new ba- cash bet, and you got to do cash up front. With us, you get a credit limit for the week, so it's never gonna lose. You get you open up an account. It could be for five, ten thousand, three thousand, whatever it is, but you don't have to pay to the end of the week. So, but so that's still the edge. Yeah. So if you go to, especially a, with right people that are really hardcore gamblers and they right. go on a bad run, maybe they went the legal way. Now I'm screwed. How am I gonna try to make it back? Right. Let me go to so these guys. Always have those accounts, no matter what. Always. It'll never stop. What's the most better on sport? Let me guess. Football. No, everything. I mean, I remember nothing one, was more than the other. I'll tell you something crazy right now, and this is um, which one's the What do you think wait, is the more like consistent one to better? I'm gonna tell you right now. One game I seen one time. This is so crazy, and um, it was Super Bowl. It was the. Um, um, Broncos versus the uh, Seahawks. And uh, I had a big half sheet at the time with Ronnie. And I was controlling his sports business. He had like 100 customers. And I never seen it so one-sided in my life. Everybody took the Broncos. Literally, everybody, everybody. They got smoked. He made 150000 in one game. Just in that game. He made 150000 This is a Super Bowl. Just the one game. Just the one game, he made 150 k. Now, how about, how about when they, when they, when, when, when they lose? 
How often would that happen? It's rare because Peter pays Paul unless you really get crushed. You know what I mean? Unless you really got... I've seen Ronnie pay out 70000 80000 before, you know, money like that, and get it back in a week. So he knows he's only laying it out for it's a week. It's like the casino. The odds are in your favor. But with us, when our sheet gets hit, we don't make the money back until we pay back what we what we paid out. So if my sheet loses 40000 I can't make a dollar again until we give back the office 40000 So if the next week the sheet loses forty, I don't make a cent. I got to give him the whole forty, and then I'm out the red, and then I start making money again on it. You know what I'm saying? So I have a 50-50 half sheet, but if it wins, now my sheet owes out big money. He has to pay it, and I don't make a dollar until that money's paid back, you know, lost back. What kind of money were you making, man? I mean, were you, were you making a good living? Yeah, I wasn't. Like I said, I'm not going to give you street dreams like these guys, Mike no, Francis I mean, were, and them. Were you making well over six figures? I mean. I was making good money, but I'm not going to, you know, bullshit you and tell you fake stories. I was a mob boss, the richest mob boss. Um, uh, gas schemes from 1960, all these bullshit stories. I mean, I'm going to give you real stories. I was making five to 10000 a week. You know, it's uh, fucking good money, man. It's good money, but when you start living crazy, you know, it goes. You know what I mean? So I like, made that money in the in the real world, right? Working you know, for a corporation, but that was a fucking nightmare. Right. And then there's times where I didn't make good money because you know you go upside down. Sometimes loans go bad. But like I said, I was a stick up guy. I did a lot of scores, so that would cover a lot. Well, this money's coming in. What are you doing with it, man? Blowing it. And I go out every day. You know, well, what was a day in the life, day. man, when you were making that kind of money? What did you like to used to do? Oh, I love partying. I was Sound a party guy. Beyond that, I mean, I would just go out every day. I was out, you know, I had two cars, I had a social club, I had an apartment, uh, I had the 750i, I had an E550, I had a GL450 Benz, I had uh, Holla. MX5, I had all of them, I had a bunch of nice cars, you know. Back in those days, I had X5, Yeah, but I, had, I didn't have the, the, the V8, souped up, I had yeah. the V6 bullshit. Yeah, man. I had a bunch of nice stuff, but you know, <laughs> all kinds of nice jewelry, everything, and um, I live good, but it's short-lived, and you want to tell people that. It's good for a little while, but that, that easy money I was making almost put me away for life, you know what I mean? So, so... Oh, damn, I had a great question, but I forgot it. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, so you're basically doing like betting, money, money, you're lending. You're not. You still. You, did you ever go back to selling drugs? I mean, we robbed drug dealers, and then we would sell it. You know, free inventory. Yeah, we were robbing drug dealers like crazy, and um, you know, want to be loan sharks and fake gangsters. We were robbing them like crazy. I mean, they all knew it was us. That's the funny part. They knew it was us. It would be so funny. <laughs> and they were scared to do anything. Literally, we were terrorizing them. And um, it was just, it was just hysterical. We would rob them, and they knew I would rob them, and I didn't give a fuck. You know, me and my partner at the time, we were just really ripping ripping them apart. And I remember getting word back from Ronnie. He goes, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm like, all right, because he was still away. And I said, all right, all right, I'll calm down. He goes, I'm getting fucking worried every day. You're fucking robbing and terrorizing everybody. I said, all right, all right, all right. I'll calm down. Take it easy. Pitbull. <laughs> he said, take it easy. I understand. Because I said, well, I'm out here for you. I got to, you know, represent for you. I got to make sure everyone's scared of us. You know what I mean? Like, I got to put the fear in everybody for you. You're gone. Kind of without it, you kind of lose. Right, of course. You lose the ability to run my Yeah, I was all for him, man, you know. He turned on me, but whatever. It is what it is. And that was really it. Um, you got back out. Right. Three to six. Right. This is what year, do you know? 2010, July okay. 16th. So you've done, basically at this point, you've done about four or five years already. Five years. And at that point, it's about one-fourth of your life. Yeah. One-fifth of your life. And let's yeah. let's be real, the first 10 years of our life, what are we really, are we really living? You know, like we're kids, we don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. So technically, you've spent almost 40% of your life behind bars. Your actual conscious life where well, you know what's going on. and. Well, I made a big impact with the mafia in 2006. 2005, 
that's when I was really doing a lot of bad stuff for them. And um, when I went to, went away and I came out, I was already established with them. You know what I mean? Big time. So I was Ronnie's main guy when I came out. Because you, when you were going through your but, first trouble... You, you... Like I said, I never lie. How I got close with Vinny is because when Ronnie was away, he says, report to my uncle while I'm gone. So I had to report to Uncle Psycho. Now, this is not no regular gangster. This is a real deal old school maniac. He tells you to be there at 10 o'clock, you're there at 10.10, 10, he's throwing things at you. This is a real deal guy, Vinny Asaro. And um, uh, this is a, um, a different kind of mafia guy. This is not your little wannabe button guy. You know, he's been around since the 50s, 60s. He's he's on Andy's caliber. Oh, yeah. He's got multiple murders. He was the Latanza heist guy. He did the heist. You know what I mean? That was his heist. He beat the case, 2015. Which one? Latanza. That's him. So, like, that's who I'm working for now. And, um... I think that's like everyone's like favorite heist of all times. Yeah, he. You know why? And he beat the case. You guys want to make our like, you know, you want to make our leg room. You right. know, you want to treat us like animals on the plane. These guys came after you, bro. I think you were like heroes to everyone that ever flown coach. Right. So him, like, get get him. So him and Jimmy Burke were really the masterminds behind that. Bastards are making so much money. They were like they're suffering like animals in the back of the airplane. They're like, you know what? We're kind of glad the mafia did that to you. I think that's people's <laughs> opinions. So, like I said, I they deserve it. Oh, now you charging me for my second bag. <laughs> You sons of bitches, I hope they hit you again, you <laughs> bastards. Oh, now we just get a little peanuts? <laughs> get them again. Right. So, um, Vinny, Vinny Asara, when I got with him, he already knew me because, you know, I was around his nephew, and him and my grandfather grew up on the same block together. And um, we all know each other. He's best friends with my Uncle Andy, so it was easy for me to get right in with him. But he was a lunatic. So, with him, it's real mafia now. I mean, did you fear him? I, Honestly. I actually, I actually looked up to him. Big time. You're like, I want to be like I this mimicked guy. him a lot. You want to be this guy. Yeah, I was sitting like him. It was so funny. I was, you know, I looked up to the guy. He was a real notorious gangster, and um, he really taught me to life big time. I mean, the rules, everything. So when someone ever tries to question me about it, they can't. Because I wasn't a captain. I wasn't a boss, but I learned from somebody that could have wrote the rule book. So he taught me everything in and out. So nobody could tell me nothing. So, like, when these guys go on TV and talk these fake stories about all these fake things. So, I mean, and again, I'm kind of new to this arena and hope my, my my audience forgives me. Right. There's a lot of interviews out there. I haven't seen them all, man. There's all kinds right. of different ex-mafia guys, right. ex-mobsters, ex-criminals, ex-gangsters. Right. I mean, when you're referring to these stories and these fake stuff, I mean, right. do you want to elaborate? No, I'm going to elaborate a little bit. Like, I'm not trying to, like... I, the guy's trying to do the right thing. He's a Christian now, changing his life, the whole nine yards. I understand that, but, like, he's really lying to the public a lot. Who? Mike Francis. Like, you know, I don't want to go off to him too bad, but, like, he says these stories. He's a, the richest mob boss ever. That's, like, the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. He did not have more money than John Sr. He did not have more money than 90 guys. He's, like, fabricating stories. Did you ever know him? I knew his nephew. I actually slapped his nephew. He owed me 9000 Forget it. It was a whole nother nightmare. But, um, uh, you know, I never knew him personally, but he's talking about a gas scam. That's the only thing he could talk about. He wasn't a violent guy. He was an acting captain for his father. He wasn't a boss. Like, I don't want to embarrass him, but just just claim what you are. You know what I'm saying? Don't make yourself this big thing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I was a, a mob boss. I wasn't. I had a crew under me. I had, like, 10 guys that worked for me. Not to make me a mob boss. He was an acting captain. He had a crew. And that's it. He goes on TV now saying all this stupid shit. It's like it's like annoying. And what's I mean? What's his what's his story in the shelf? I, I wish I was I mean, up to speed. I, I mean, mean he, he went in right. He got it just bothers Was me. he ever arrested? He was arrested, right? He did like seven years, but it's not about that. I don't care about that. You know, just be real. You say you're not a rat, but you're on national TV saying all rat things. Like it don't make no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Just be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here telling you what I am, what I did. I'm not gonna fabricate you and never tell you no bull bullshit. He's just getting me a little mad because you're not being who you are. Me and Eli are talking about it. Like, this guy's not being real. You're saying fake stories. Just be be who you are. You're a Christian that's going to change your life, but you're still lying. 
You weren't the richest mob boss. That's a fake story. You're nowhere near a mob boss. You were an acting captain. You answered to a lot of people. So you're, you're like kind of like bullshit in the media. The richest mob boss in the 80s? Are you kidding me? You don't have a nowhere near money like those guys. So it's just like, just be who you are. Just say what you are. If you're trying to make money or whatever you're doing, just do it a different way, man. You, you, you're selling bullshit. And I'm going to call you out on it. That's how I always was in and life. If he's watching this, what do you want to say? I'll just tell him everything just, you just said. Yeah, just be true, man. You know, just say what you really are. You're older, but you can't tell me nothing about this life because I learned from a guy that was been in this life since the fifties. So there's nothing you could tell me. You know, I know everything. You can't tell me ranks, this, that. I know everything. So he's just sitting there lying because people don't know no better, and no one ever called him out on his bullshit. You know what I'm saying? He's talking Michael Jordan and all this. I'm like, what the fuck's he talking about? Is he just going? I gotta go and check those interviews. Yeah, you out. got it. It's so ridiculous. But like, and I'll I said, be honest. I hope I get to interview him one day. I, I'd you love should. to. I mean, go ahead. You, if you want a good movie, go ahead. Fast and Furious Ten. He's trying to get in. I heard with all those stories. So I mean, yeah, a lot of people fun. like him, man. I mean, they, yeah. they pull. I read the comments. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of people. Like I gotta him. watch. I don't. I haven't really had like a chance. Like I said, I have nothing against the guy, but just be who you are. You know what I'm saying? If that's, you know, say what you really are, not these, you know, fake stories. You know, you were not a mob boss. Never. You were never a boss. No. You were not, never the boss of the Colombo family, ever. You were an acting captain for your father who was a real serious, no-joke gangster. That's it. That's Old school of the old school. That's like. it. Sonny Francis, yes. That's 100% real deal gangster. As far as him, I was with some real heavy hitter Colombo hitmen that were killing shit. And they used to say, the guy's a clown. The guy's a joke. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know. Now, you end up, having, you end up getting pinched again. Right. What this is now after you did the, the uh, for the what you did for your father, right? You get back out, you go back to earning, doing what you're doing, definitely making a name for yourself. Oh, yeah. from what you're telling me, yeah. and I'm understanding yeah. it the right yeah. way, of course. And during this time, you're working for another family, Bernano. Yeah, but there's never beef between families. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Was your family on the Gambino side mad that you were working with them? Not at all. It was cool. They, they were kind of like gone because. The guys that my uncle Andy's crew had, they were all older, but they were mad at my cousin because he cooperated and put some big guys away. You know what I mean? Because uh, he testified on the Bonnie and Clyde murders, a few um, serious things. So they were mad at him. So basically, you know, they didn't you know, want nothing to do with that, you know? So Now, even though you're working with this family, you're still seeing... Oh, I'm friends with a lot of them, yeah. I'm saying, but you're still seeing your, your family, even though you're working with, with the Bonanos. Yeah. yeah, it don't matter. I mean, like I said, they're they're all in the same neighborhood, but... Do you remember seeing John Gotti growing up? No, I never did, no. But he's blood relative? Who? Is he a blood relative of yours or not? No, no. Okay, because no. I know that you were related to him. I, I see, I don't know the blood ties. That's no, what. Gotti, you see, no, I have no relation to them. I grew up with his grandson. I was good friends with the older one, and the younger one worked for me. The youngest grandson was one of my guys. He was doing things for me. I heard there's an amazing one coming up right now in MMA. Oh, yeah, I don't follow, you know. I, don't I, heard, know. I heard he's yeah. doing Did you ever, did you know Johnny in the old, Johnny A-Light? Did you know him in the old days? Um, when I was younger, I just, you know, heard of him. You knew that. of him, of the name. <laughs> yeah, he was the worst. And, you know, people say, like, oh, he's lying. Yeah, okay. The guy fucking. <laughs> I got I got a lot of other Albanians I know. Yeah. And was, I used to hang out in, in Ridgewood, and I used to hang out in Forest Hills, and yeah. I used to hang out, excuse me, in Regal Park and Myrtle and 109th and that whole area. Everyone I knew over there said, and they were doing it when I was doing it live with John. Yeah, he's bad. He they were bad. like, dude, we knew who he was. The whole fucking neighborhood knew who he was. Because yeah, I get people making comments. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I can't sit here and say, I wasn't there. Well, I'm just gotta, here to tell the story. Like said, That's my goal. You got to understand something. Like, when I talked to my cousin Anthony, he's 68 years old. He was around all these guys. And he always says that, you know, talks highly about the guys. He'll, you, you give credit where credit's due. If you were a real serious guy, no matter if you're a rat or not, they'll say it. Like, yo, he was a rat, but he was bad. 
You know what I mean? You have a lot of guys like that. And you have a lot of guys that say, no, he was a clown. You know, they never said he's a clown. So whoever said that's full of shit. I mean, these are just co- random comments. But I, yeah. I'm telling you. That's I, just people I that are mad. Those are I, like Gotti uh, Junior fans. You I know? know people from that neighborhood. Right. And they were all messaging me like, how did you, first of all, how did you get the interview? And then no, right. the guy, we know, we grew up there and we were all scared of him. Like I said, I'm not here to. These are Albanians. These are not Italians. These are Albanians. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm not here to. Uh, Big up nobody. If they're, if they're a punk, I'll say they're a punk. If they're not, if they were, you know, whatever, I'll, t- I'll keep it real. You know, if you were a tough guy, you were a tough guy. If you weren't, you weren't. You know, that's that's how I am. So I give credit where credit's due. He was really shooting shit, killing shit, and doing all of that. So, you know, you got to give him his credit. And nowhere during that second time, now you're back in. Right. You're going through the system again. Right. Even the second time. Nah. There's nowhere in your mind like, nah. all right, man, fuck this. This is not going well. Like, nah. fucking second strike, like. Nah. Should I just, like, I'm done. Like, no? Nah. How did you pass the time in jail, though? I what would you out. do? I got really into working out. Um, would you read? No, nah, I'm not a reader. Worked out a lot. And um, basically, that's that's it. Worked out, walked the yard, hung out with uh, my friends. and that was What did really you do for it. fun? Was you play cards? Would you do dom- yeah, I mean, paint spades. the picture, man. You get sick of spades after a while. You play so much of that fucking card yeah. shit. But, I mean, what about like, Cuban dominoes, bro? I love nah, Cuban dominoes. Nah, I hate dominoes. I, I'm more... Spades and poker, whatever you could do it all. Just working out and hanging out and um, bullshitting, you know? But like I said, there's no Italians really in the state. So I'm with all gang members. So, you know, I, I it's like... But I, by the second time now, yeah, do they know who you are and who you're connected to? Not the gang members, but in the street, of course. Everyone knows I'm Ronnie's main guy, you know what I'm saying? But um, Because that would help a little bit once you're inside, no? No, nah, I really didn't because they love me. You know what I mean? I was a tough white kid and that's, you know... Plus my accent, I told you. They, like I said last time, they always love the Italians. I don't know why. A lot of people in a lot of the videos you've been on, they say, like, we got to put this guy. Yeah. They're like, he belongs in movies. I agree, <laughs> man. I think you are, you're like kind of like the, the the image that people have in their mind of like someone right. that would be. Right. And plus on modern day, nobody really has that. You know, a lot of these guys are from back then. You know, I was really doing bad, bad guy stuff for nowadays, and they don't really have that right now. You Do know? you have like a model, man? Like John A. Like now everyone's saying he's his, his expression that I think is going to become very, yes, I did. <laughs> do you have anything that you say a lot that nah. people are no do you have a favorite expression in life uh i don't know Do you have a quote like you know i have a quote that i made what's that it's called you know a lot of people because we talked about sports and all that and shout out to all my friends that play professional shout out to wilson chandler from the brooklyn nets played for the knicks i love him he's gonna be on the show soon eventually mm-hmm. i know you're busy it's the middle of the season but i've always i, I love playing basketball i'm not in great shape anymore but I always feel like people are so obsessed with sports. I think the only reason why I would even be into sports like that is if I was gambling. Right. Because I really don't give a shit to watch anybody living their dream. Right. It's not because I'm hating. But if I'm sitting there watching every game and every sport, oh, where's the time for my life? Yeah. So my expression, and no one can steal this from me, is you will never be a player if you're someone else's fan. That's a good one. You're spending your whole life watching them live their dreams. Right. When you should be spending that time to build your own. And then once you make it, go to all, sit front. Yeah. Yeah, sit, well, then, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm courtside. Yeah, I'm good then. Because now right. I got time to enjoy life. Yeah. But you'll never be a player yeah. if you're someone else's fan. Yeah. Don't steal my shit. <laughs> but something like that. Do you have an expression that nah. you like or something that? No, nah, my expressions were all bad. When I was <laughs> Give us one. I don't just, what was one you live by? Come on, man. Bad ones. Kill them all. Or God's well, you know, stupid ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb shit. You know, I was just a bad kid, you know. So <laughs> what was uh, what was holidays like, man? I mean, listen, brother, you were a blood member. It wasn't like Johnny who was an associate. Well, yeah, he hung out all the time. Well, like I said, when I got older, it was already no good because he, my cousin cooperated. So when I was in my mob days, it was, wasn't 
it was over that for that side. They kind of put shadow on you because of, of course. that. I'm known as Anthony's cousin, but I didn't care because I knew even. And by this point, you hadn't done anything. Well, listen, no, but even like when I was uh, not a cooperator, I was a full time mob guy. I felt bad for my cousin because I know he asked for a fundraiser to help him with a lawyer, and they gave five hundred dollars. That's a spit in the face, man. For a federal lawyer, you give $500, you're a millionaire. That's what you give? The guy just got Wouldn't locked up? Wouldn't it be better? I mean, but aren't you supposed to... You're better to off not giving nothing, giving $500. But aren't you better? Aren't you... Isn't it smarter? I mean, if you're making that... If they're making that kind of money, isn't it smarter to try to help this guy so he doesn't turn Three on you? He fucks. That's how they are. They you think that's what led to him turning on him? Of course it is. He said uh, he didn't want to. Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying. He didn't want... From what you know, he no. didn't want to cooperate. No. No. But he was like, all right, you guys are leaving me Left me, me for fucking dead like this? All right. I just got. I just did 10 years for you. I'm out six months. They locked me up on a cold case murder. You don't want to help me? I don't got money like that right now. You're not going to help me? They wouldn't help him. Fuck he, ended, he ended up going back in? No, he, no, he didn't end oh, up going he back ended, in. Oh, because he ended up. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to keep track of all this stuff. Yeah. Um. So let's go now to kind of like the final phase here. Right. You're back. You're doing your thing. You're, you're, you're making a name for yourself. You're rising up the ranks. How do you, what do you get pinched for this? Is this the, the last time you get yeah, pinched? Yeah, I got... Well, I, what happens? Basically, I was causing so much shit that they basically had a task force following me. And they basically were just all over me and they wanted me off the street. And this is good guys and bad guys calling up on me. They wanted me off the street. I was just too out of control. As they were saying, I was a cowboy. So they're following you? Yeah. I, they followed me to Florida <laughs> when I went to Florida. Who? So, Who's following? Uh, State Organized Crime Task Force. You know, all these guys, they wanted me just off the street. And um, I had a cousin, a fake cousin of mine, I already went through this, uh, working for me, and he was wearing a wire and set me up. So, uh, And then the feds were already building a case on me from years before. So uh, it all came at once. So what did they charge you with? Uh, what were they trying to charge you? What were they trying to hit you with? You allowed to talk about it? Yeah, or? in the state, they had me on like conspiracy of uh, robberies and gun possessions and gun stuff and then they re-arrested me again for Florida on a conspiracy in a Jewish store robbery and then the feds were coming down with uh, a conspiracy to commit murder attempted murder shootings robberies arsons you just name it I was charged with it like you were looking at going in forever ever forever yeah so they arrest you state did first yeah where you remember uh, I was coming to a wedding where was the wedding I was in a fucking tuxedo when you got pinched yes where were you going I was going to one of my best friend's weddings where was it uh, it was, was supposed, to, yeah, it was supposed to be, but they got me coming out of my fake cousin's uh, house. But I was in the tuxedo to go meet up with the party to go to the wedding. I was in the brought, I was in the um, in the party. You probably have the most gorgeous mug shots from that shot. They don't ever. put that oh, one. The history up. of they never put that one None up. The though. They use the only the bad ones. They don't even put Bastards. that one up in the tuxedo yet. <laughs> that would have been an amazing. That would have been more popular than Frank Sinatra's picture when he got arrested in Hoboken. They don't put that one up. They always put the one when I got rearrested in Florida. Because they don't want to make you look good. Yeah, they made me look pissed off and all mean. So uh, that have been like they would have. They would have gave you a new name. Gino Pretty Boy. <laughs> yeah. They won't, Barello. Yeah, they won't put that one up. Got arrested with a tuxedo. Yeah. I had a fucking. Tuxedo that sucks. On. So you're thinking you're about to go have fun, right? And what, they're just waiting outside? Yeah, surrounded me. How many? How? Oh, tons of them. Vans, cars. Yeah, oh, every, every, every In uniform, angle. out of uniform? No, out of uniform. Mm -hmm. This is state, not feds. This is state right now, but they work with the feds. And you're thinking, what's going through your mind at that second? Do you remember? I, I never a clue. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then I, Hands behind the back? Yeah, they locked me up. When I got into arraignment, then I found out everything that was going on. They put you me, in a room or no? Yeah, at first I told mine telling you shit. They're like, oh, you know, we want your friends. Talking about like Ronnie and them. I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. And then I went to Rikers Island. They gave me a $500,000 bail. And then they re-arrested me a week later because I was trying to bail out. And they re-arrested me on Florida. Yeah. And they, that's it. No bail. Fugitive warrant. So you can't go nowhere. They wanted me trapped. 
Because the kid Frankie was probably scared to death. He probably thought I was going to... Because while I was in jail, somebody went and uh, destroyed his car, uh, banged up his apartment. So I guess they thought... Uh, I remember this, the, the organized crime cops said, call your dogs off. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, call your dogs off. They were fucking with uh, this kid's wife. Messing so they the do car. a lot of that good cop, bad cop shit when you're in interrogation? I, I've been through so many of them. I don't, I is, it like, is it like the fucking I wouldn't tell them. Let me waste your time. We just they come, you want a cigarette? You want to yeah. fucking call? I mean, when, you do, when you deal with the state, is different than the feds. Feds are more like... Good professionals. State is more rinky dink. You know what I'm saying? So when you deal with the, the agents, they're more, you know, they're more smarter. They they they're more put together. They're not like uh, them. more polished. Yeah, state is more like cops think they're gangsters, tough guys. Like they think they're street guys. Feds is more smart, uh, professional. You know, mind. They they really they they they're smart guys. State is like. So you're facing a pretty serious. This is what you're saying to yourself. I'm never gonna see the light of day again. I was never gonna see the light of day again. Why do you end up cooperating? Uh, I remember when I asked for help, they wouldn't help me. That was one. Um, How did you ask for help? For the case? Yeah, I reached out to so my... So still at that point, you had never made up your mind to say, I'm going to... Yeah. You were literally reaching out for help. Yeah, I said I wanted to fight the case. Then, man, um, I sat in Rikers Island for 19 months, man. You know, I sat there with no bail for 19 months. And he kept saying, oh, I'll help you when it goes federal. I knew what he was doing. He wasn't going to... And he was mad at me. We had a, a, a falling out, so we really weren't close no more. But at the end of the day, I said, listen, man, like... You know, they they want me, but they really don't. You know what I mean? Like, they want me, but there's a bigger picture of this. Like, you know, you're the, you know, you, you know I work for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are the big dogs. Like, I work for you. They know who I work for. They're not stupid. You know? And um, I went bad in 2016. I finally threw in the towel. You know, I seen this. They so you me. sat in there for how long? Because now 19 months. And then you just said, fuck it. Yeah, they came to see me, the agents. And then I agreed to cooperate. You know, and um, what went through your mind before you did it? I mean, what what were you thinking? I was so, uh, it's so hard. It was, it's hard to do that because I was such a bad guy and street guy, and you know, I didn't. Did you feel like you let down everyone? Yeah, yeah, at first, but then you know, you start realizing like when I found out how many cooperators were on my case, I didn't get too let down. Oh my god! So I mean, paint that picture because I don't think I understand fully, and people don't understand what that means. Right. You already made your decision that you're going to do it. Right. You don't know who's cooperating at this point. No, I know I had a lot of people against me, but like, um, you don't, you can't know the names. You know, like, I are I, they telling you what they're trying to pinch you with? Like, what they're trying to throw on you? No, the feds just told me that you're indicted by us. They asked me, "You want to cooperate?" I said yes because I already knew the charges. I knew what they were going to have me on. I knew it. You know, and um, were they pretty much on the money? Yeah. Yeah, they're not dumb. They know what's going on. You know, there's so many informants in that. Did they ever show you any videos of yourself or recordings? Or they didn't have to. They didn't go to trial and like that. But like I said, they're very. Um, they know everything. So when they had me on these charges, I already knew what it was. And um, there were so many cooperators on the case. You how, know, how many were we talking about? A lot. I can't even. I I heard numbers. I thought were fake, but it's high. You know, you talking. They're all against you. Everyone, like just informants, just everyone going back and forth. Right, and informants. It's, on a, the it's case. basically a shit show. Right, so they're going to all people. kinds of different cases. They're all entangled. Everyone knows each other. Right. Maybe they're throwing racketeering. They're throwing. But this, worse, they're throwing that. because they got victims that are cooperating. So that's when you're in trouble. When the victims start cooperating, then you're really in trouble. You know what I mean? The one victim that I had, he was dead. So we, you know, he couldn't cooperate. You know what I mean? That was the one we tried to kill, but multiple times. But that, that's um, he was gone, so he couldn't testify. You know what I mean? But um, uh, there was a lot of other victims, you know, and a lot of loan shock victims and a lot of victims just coming forward on us. So I have a... This is an ongoing investigation for years. I have a family member, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into it personally. And I hope one day he'll come on this show and he's a distance, distant right. relative, very distant, right. but blood. He got taken out by one of his best friends. 
Right. But that guy disappeared, man. Right. He cooperated. That was it. He went into the CI program. No one ever found him again. Right. No one's ever heard from him well, again. There's been tw- almost 20 years now. Okay. Yeah. You didn't, f- like, was that offered to you? Like, if you cooperate. Yeah, I said no. We'll put you in the CI program. You can disappear, you start a new life. Witness protection. I refused it. Right. Because remember, I never hit the street until December 6th. I just got out. So, you know. You just got out this year. Yeah, I just got out. I just got out to December 2019. So, um, I got time served from a judge or whatever. But, like, um, they they do give you the option you want to go to witness protection. I did not want to go. I mean, what do they give you, man? What's I the offer? No, I didn't even care. I didn't want to go. You know, I didn't care about it. You know? I didn't need it, I felt. Well, so. Any any fear go through your mind, man? Like I said, you know, back it's always, always going to be a kid that might want to make a name for herself that, you know, might want to make a move on me. But at the end of the day, they knew the stuff I was doing out there. So if you shoot me in my leg, you know, you don't do the right move. You know, you know, like I said, I'm not a bad guy. Anymore, I can turn that back on if I, I have could to. Turn it, if you want to play that game, I'm not, I'm trying to be a good person. But in the back of their minds, you better shoot me in my fucking head, man. You watch yourself. You watch your surroundings. Right. I you, watch Do you everything. plan before you go somewhere? I mean, I don't even have to. I mean, like I said, a lot of these guys now, they ain't got no You goals. live back in your old neighborhood? No, but I'm in I'm in the five boroughs, you know, you know. Like Walk I said, openly, you don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna say something, my friend. It's very hard to get away with shit these days. Right. They can literally, with all the cameras they got and triangulation and all that shit. Let's be real. You do anything in the five boroughs, like good luck. Right. Because they can literally with every little camera, like you, it's almost impossible. Right. You leave a fucking hair, you're done. Right. But is it worth it? See, I think if if I was on the other side, it's not. If I was on the other side, I'd say, listen, this shit's done already. Why are we going to make more noise? Right. Let's just let it go. Fuck it. Let's keep making money. Right. Um, What else you want to say, man? Because, like, there's a lot. There's a little bit, you know, there's a little bit more I want to talk about. And I think right. it's important. I think, and, I, you know, I have friends that have been in the system and all this other stuff. I feel like it's so hard for someone when they finally come out of jail. Like, the entire system is set up to force people back into crime. You're a felon, good luck getting a job. Yeah. You're a felon. Like, everything is rigged together. Like, all right, you served your time. You did what you had to do. Why am I not allowed? Like, why can't that be concealed? Like, why do I... I, I guess I understand why they allow people to do background check and all this other shit, but how the hell are you supposed to get back and, and, and make a living unless you open your own business? Right. And if you're starting from scratch, good luck. I don't know how it works with credit. Are felons they're allowed to apply for credit? I don't even know. I know that... um. The gang members that I were with had no choice. They had nothing or no one, like I always said. And I'm really trying to help them if I couldn't speak to these kids because it's such a waste of time, man. It really is. Like, Have I you said. seen any of these people that you were associated with since you got out? No. No. Not even by accident? No, nah, they don't want to run into me. You know what I mean? Not in a tough guy way. They just don't want to make themselves just feel stupid. Because yeah. yeah, they ain't going to do nothing. They're wasting their time. They're going to just go, hey, Gene. That's it. And walk past. There's only a select few that might have enough balls to do something. You know? That's it. That mafia is washed up. You know, there's only one real strong family. Like I said, I was going to, you know, explain. There's yeah. only really, like, one strong one, and, you know. Do you really even want to say it? I mean. Yeah, you know, there's a few, you know, there's a few. Um, it's one of the five, right? One of the five. The Genovese really? family is still the mafia. That's the only one I'll give credit to. Like, the Colombo family don't even exist. It's like four guys left in the whole fucking street. It, it's, like, wiped out. I mean, there was a couple large roundups these last 10 years, right? There yeah. was, like, 30, 20. I saw everyone getting. Right. It was right. all over the papers. Like, right. everyone was just getting right. rounded like up, said, rounded up, rounded Like, lots of them. The Genovese family existed so long because they're nonviolent. 
You know what I mean? They exist now. They have it. They get locked up, 40 guys, and they don't have one piece of violence on it. And that's good. Why? Because they don't get real time. That's smart. If you're doing sports loans, you're going to get five, six years. When you start doing shootings, home invasions, robberies, that's it. You're doing 50 years life. It's not even worth it. It's over. So that's, that's like the Colombo family, the weakest family. All they did was kill each other. Murderous family, the worst. They're all rats. The whole family ratted because they're all facing life. Your life's so, over at that point. Right. So I'm with all the guys. They got 10 murders, eight murders. They're killing everybody. Why does that bring? That brings cooperation because you're, you're doing these crazy crimes. You get all this time. Genevieve's family, they do sports and loans and and, and legit business. They have no crime, no violence. So I mean, Eventually it gets out. to the point where you make so much money, you don't have to be illegal, man. Right. Well, they're very smart. I'll give them that credit. That, that, that family's very smart. They run very right. They they're, are the strongest, and they will always exist, that family. As far as, like, the other families, they're just reckless. You know, they're not really. Colombo families wiped out, bro. I mean, like, they didn't have anyone to sit for them in terms meaning, like, if there's a sit-down, they didn't have any, a boss. They didn't have nothing. C- totally collapsed. So, like I said, you know, that's... And this the is sh- stuff you spoke about before in other interviews? Yeah. yeah. Public information? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, when you see, the, you know, the glorification of the mafia, the movies, people are obsessed with this romantic fantasy in their mind of the Godfather. Right. Part one and two, because I think we can all agree three was kind of kind of weird. Terrible, yeah. Although, I'm not going to lie, I cried like a bitch. When Al Pacino did that last scene when his daughter got killed, yeah. yo, because he's a fucking amazing actor, bro. Right. I cried like a bitch in that scene, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I shed a tear, because it's it like you could feel... His daughter the, got killed, right? You could feel the, the... Like, it was actually... Like, you felt like that was really his daughter. Right. The... Ah! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like a 30 fucking minute uh, yell then in slow motion. And shit. Slumps over the chair. That was the best yeah. part of the whole movie. Yeah. That and Johnny Sasa, whatever the fuck on there. That, that was it. The rest of the movie was like, yo, come on, boy. You're making out your cousin and shit. The fuck? Right. <laughs> but from your perspective, right. and I like asking this question to people that were in that world. If you had to pick any movie or series or anything that can come to mind that you would say, if you watch this, this is probably the closest picture. Goodfellas. That's it. Not the most. Donnie Brasco, Goodfellas. It's two real ones. Based on everything you've experienced in your life. Yeah. I mean, not to that extent. They were really, you know. No, but, but I'm yeah, saying but that that paints the most accurate no, picture. Goodfellas is the most accurate. That's A lot of people feel that way. It is. You think it, the Godfellas, Godfellas is way too so crazy? It was really, I don't even like it. Goodfellas is the best gangster movie. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely Top yeah. five, everyone. Yeah. And loves it's, it. it's so good because it's our neighborhood they're talking about. They're talking about Queens. They're talking about Howard Beach. Also, but that's our neighborhood they're talking about. So that's why, you know, we and all. You like knew it. some of the characters. Some of the, you mean, you, yeah. he was in the movie. I know all their sons, their stepkids, or, you know, the, most of their family members are, you know, still around. All those guys in the movie, you know? What do you want to say to someone that's young right now who's maybe starting like you started? Right. Young, messing up in school, fighting. Maybe they already started pushing dime bags if that's, that's even a thing anymore. Right. And what would you say to that, that person who could, could go down the wrong path? And maybe they're listening to this. Well, you're going to get nothing but pain and suffering. You know, you're going to lose everything you have. Um, well, at the end of the day, when you sign up for these organizations, you're signing up to do time. You're signing up to possibly be killed. You're signing up to hurt your friends, turn on your friends. You have, you know, really no, no real friends, to be honest with you, in this business. And I seen it firsthand, um, and it's all treachery, you know. Nobody, everybody's out for themselves. When you were getting locked up in this and that, I mean, who were the people you think you hurt the most? Oh yeah, my family, you know, who? because my mom, she did time with me, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of you know, course. she took care of me, you know, my friends here and there, but more or less her because uh, she was always visiting me every week and you know did the time with me really. When you got locked up, when they were taking you out of the courtroom, even the first time, right? Was your mom there? Oh, always. 
when you looked at her because you only get like a second before they take you in. Yeah, you really can't look. Well, you can't really turn back that much. They don't let you. Did you try? Nah, you know, you can't really. But She would visit? All the time. Tears down the eyes? Oh, yeah, she, she, yeah, I mean, the first time. Afterwards, it was like, used to it. You have any younger siblings? Yeah, but they're all good. You kept them? Yeah, my younger brother's good. You made sure they stayed out when you were in? Yeah. Good. Yeah, they weren't just not kids like that. Yeah. Um, anything else, man? Now, I know you're working with John A. Light. Yeah, we got a lot something of things called going on, Second Chances. Second Chance program. We got a lot of things going on. You know, I'm working on a lot of stuff with him, and um, it's going to be good. We got something coming up pretty good. And uh, elaborate, man. I mean, it's uh, John said to you know, we're possibly we're possibly working on a reality show right now. It's going to show everything how we're trying to help people and um, how you start off when you come out and you, you know you have to start over. And, you know, living that lifestyle and then being a regular guy. And, um, I mean, how are you getting by, man? I mean, what do you do? Right now I, work I know you're working on things, you know, yeah, I work with, with a movies member. and this and that and right. books. I and God willing, they take off and you can right. make a good living with that. And, and, and hopefully a motivational speaker. Right. Well, I'm going to try, you know. But how are you paying the bills, brother? Like I said, I work for a family member. I work a regular job right now. And um, that's really it, you know. I'm just living a regular life right now. It's different for me, but I'm doing it. So second chances, right? You guys are teaming up to try to help right. people involved in crime, not just mafia, anybody. Yeah, any type know? of person that might have been caught up or jammed up or whatever the right. case may be. Right. So w what do you guys like? You mentor them? I mean, like, what 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 is that? What are you gonna do for them? Well, basically, we're gonna try to talk with them, explain to them what we went through. Because I'm not an actor. I'm not a person. I lived it. I seen the the goods and the bads, and I know what it brings. You know, and I could explain to them what, why you don't want to be involved in this. You know, I've seen these kids in jail. They have nothing. No commissary, no family, nothing. Scars on their face, doing nothing for nothing. And just, they want to have a chance, but they have nobody. You know what I mean? To really talk to somebody and really let them know, you know, you, 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 you can, you know, make it. You know, these kids really have no guidance, nothing. And they just go to these gangs because they think they're like family and they're really not. You know, even the mafia, you know, same thing. You know? You know what would be amazing? Like even though you said you think about uh, John French says, right? I have nothing against no, him. No, I, I just want to be. Well, you know what would be amazing real. to people like us, I think, right. on the outside. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing if all of you teamed up. Yeah. At the same time, you know, and just had a convention, one day, two days, in every major city, twenty, thirty of you that are already out there. You're right. on the circuit. You're already speaking openly about a lot of things that you did individually, together, right. against each other, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you guys all bury the hatchet because right, you like, all paid dearly for it. Right. Join forces. Make a convention. Literally. Right. I think millions of people would, would come. Oh, it I would. think they'd pay $100, $200 to come there, meet you guys, listen. I'm talking about all of you. Right. From Sammy all the way. I know that probably sounds like a fucking crazy no, I mean, you know, idea that could probably never happen, but I don't see why it can't. Well, you know, anything's well, well, technically, I don't think a lot of you are even allowed to be next to each other, right? Well, you can. You just got to ask, you know. I think if you guys were, 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 were teaming purpose. up and becoming... Doing a, the right, you know, they're not going to have a problem with you being next to somebody if you're trying to help people. I think if it's you nice. guys became a family of motivation. Right. Where you teamed up now. Right. I've always believed that no matter what you do in life, no matter how horrible you were, as long as you have air in your lungs, right. and I believe even our creator, God, no matter what you've done, I believe as long as you fight to the day you die to make up for what you've done, maybe we pay a little bit on the other side. Right. But I think eventually you end up in the right place. Yeah. I always believe someone can make a comeback. Yeah. No matter absolutely. what they've been through. Absolutely. 
whether they were bad, good, horrible things happened to them. And that was part of the inspiration of the show. And that's why I have you on here. Right. It's not to go after other people. It's no. not to expose them out. No. It's to show that you can be caught up in a really crazy life. You go through some things. You pay some dues. As long as you got air in those lungs, you can try to make right for what you've done. Right. On a spiritual sense, you, you believe in a higher power? I mean, yeah, I do. I believe so, yeah. Do you ever think about if there is a higher power, do you ever worry about what, what it might be like on the other side? I, I, I wish I would have. I don't know if I asked John this question. I was dying to ask him this question. I mean, uh, it's hard to remember everything, you know? I mean, I hope there is. I hope there's something after this, you know? If there is, do you have any fear? Yeah. Yeah. Be questioned about what I was doing, yeah. It's not over yet, brother. Yeah. I think you can always make up for what you've done. Right. You might not ever be able to take away the pain of the people that you've hurt. Right. They're still here. Right. But you put out that positive energy in a different way. Right. Some of the greatest people in history who have done some of the most horrible things, if you look at their stories, uh, Paul was a Christian bounty hunter, murderer, killer of the Christians when they first came out. He changed his life. He ended up becoming one of the biggest people in Christianity, right? So right. my point is, he was throwing him into lying, right? Like they were taking Christians and throwing them into lying cages in the, in the Colosseum. You, right. you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that you can always change and you can always try to make amends. Right. So anything else that people should know? Um, you know, I'm really out here trying to trying to make a change. I'm using my voice for a positive thing and um, we're going to do it, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really... Is there anything that you miss about the life? Anything at all. Like I said, you know, I was an adrenaline junkie. I liked, you know. You think you're When they send me on missions, you know, I used to like doing it. You, know you couldn't just go You couldn't just go skydiving? Uh, you know, I just, <laughs> you know, they would send me. You couldn't something, just you know, go climb a mountain with no harness? I like doing, you know, stuff like that. I was, you know. I you become a race doing, car driver? Yeah, the adrenaline, I don't know what it was, but I like doing it. I had fun. I, I have this weird theory, and I'm not a doctor, but I, I was kind of crazy, too, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Not as, you know. Right. But, you know. Very hyper, very fun. I think testosterone, bro, has a lot to do with this shit, man. Yeah. Like, I bet you if we took your testosterone count when you were younger, that shit was probably through the fucking roof. Well, man. I have a lot of chemical imbalances. I bet my life on Yeah. I'm like... And I noticed as I got older, I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like doing that anymore. I'm very fucking calm right now. Wow. Yeah. I can't just... I go to the doctor, like, yeah, your levels are fucking... Yeah. You're basically non-existent. I'm like, yeah. oh, no wonder I'm not... I, I still can't sit still. It's just something I always been. I can't. What month are you born in? June 6th. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Yeah. And I'm trying not to miss anything here. We're pretty much getting close to the end here. I definitely think there's a lot of stuff that I missed. Right. Um, and I definitely want to follow up with you in the future. Yeah. And as a show, especially once you start doing some of this stuff and yeah. God willing though. Now, you, you wrote a book. Yeah. It's not published yet. You're working uh, on a deal. Working on it, yep. Do you know the title? It might I'm, change. I'm, You're I'm not, not going to really. Give it okay. yet. Yeah. Is it from your life, your perspective? Yeah, yeah, about everything I've been I through. think it'll be a very popular book. Yeah, it, it will be. Because, you know, like I said, I'm modern day, and this is what's going on nowadays in the mafia. You're you going to use a lot of names? and Yeah, of course. You know, I'll use things and real stories and stuff like that, you know? I'm not going to give stories about what other people are doing. I'm giving about what I was doing. You know what I mean? And that's why I always say, you know, I'll be real myself. I'm not going to sit here and give you fake stories. I'm giving really what I was doing. And um, it's pretty good. What do you feel one of the biggest downfalls to the entire system of the mob, was it when John Gotti locked got, got locked up senior? I mean, what, what do you what I do mean, you? They blame, like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna bash. Some people him. try to use that. I'm, not, I'm never gonna bash him because he was a real gangster. You know, I'm not gonna bash him. His son, like I, you know, I don't know about him, but you, you know, don't you don't know him that well. Yeah, but he wasn't a real gangster. But I'm saying like he wasn't like notorious like his father. But he was just born into the life. 
Like, kind of like that other guy. Like Mike Francis, privileged gangsters, we call him. Never did nothing in their lives, just born into it. And his Kind of like someone that's born into a trust fund. Right. Me, a like guys. in a very different and right. a very twisted way. Right. We know guys that are really sitting doing the work, and we did the work, and I know it's, like, different. You know, we were actually out there doing it, not just pointing. You know what I mean? We were doing the work. And um, these guys were just handed power. You never know if they would even be in the mafia if they weren't related. You know what I mean? I worked my way in through violence and through making a name for myself. Would they work their way in through? My father so-and-so? That's it. So, you know, you really can't respect those guys. I don't, at least. So that's why that's not my beef with Mike Francis. My beef with Mike Francis is not even a beef. It's just that he's lying. He's blatantly lying. He was never a mob boss, ever. So, like... So just, just that one thing, basically. Yeah, it just bothers me because like he's trying to sell this big dream on himself. Like, just be who you are. You've been out the mafia like 50 years. You know, you did one gas scam. You know, you keep talking. About, I understand you do. Have what was this gas scam? I don't even know. I don't even know. Even, I, I, I did more crime one month than his whole life. So, like, I don't want to get into it, like, bash anyone. But, like, I, I, I really, you need to start being honest with yourself. You know, like, you were a cooperator. You know, your brother told on your own father. Like, stop telling the real stories and, you know, be out there and be real. Like, that's how me and Johnny do it. We tell it what it is. You know what I mean? Who was, would you consider, you know, people not to, f not to fuck with in New York City? Not even from a mob, like just people in general. Like, what, what groups of people would you not want to fuck with, in uh, your opinion? When I was growing up, the Albanians were really wild. And it's not even because they were gangsters. They were just wild, man. They came over like the Italians came over back in the day. Fearless. Yeah, they were just crazy. Every time we beef with them, they come with chains, bats, knives, all kind of shit. And, and they'd be like, a, Oh, they'd be like a hundred of them. Yeah, and then that's how they were. They were, they were really violent. You ended you up know? becoming friends with them? Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still have any Albanian friends? Huh? We got you got me now. Yeah. You still have any other Albanian? Yeah, account? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to the Sheepes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them say like, you know, did any of them ever roll with you, man? Uh, I hung out they, with I'm them. I'm saying every of them ever got involved. Like I'm not we're not nah. gonna mention names or anything, but any of them say, Hey yo, let me get in. I'm in. I wanna get in. I mean I've done things with them before, but not like that. Not uh not mafia work, you know what I'm saying? Like private stuff, you know. But uh I was friends with a lot of them. A lot of them got balls, that's why I like them, you know. A lot of them tough dudes. So, so they get they get credit. Yeah, they get down, man. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They'll mm -hmm. die. And they have in the past, yeah. many of them, unfortunately. Right. And I'm hoping that this kind of steers them out of that direction too. Right. You know, and I really, I would love to see. I'm not saying a lot of my people go in that direction. Right. But there's a decent number. Right. And I hope that a lot of them watch this. And I've noticed a lot of them, it's, it's, it's sometimes out of desperation, bro. They right. come over here. Some of them borrow money to get here. They come here penniless. I know of at least one case. Right. Guy has nothing. Family starving back in the old country. Doesn't have an established foothold over here. Tries working a nine to five, you know, not even nine to five. These guys are fucking killing themselves 10 hours a day, construction, heavy lifting, all this, you know, they're killing themselves. Mm -hmm. Try surviving in New York, just paying rent and all that other shit. Right. But now your family's depending on you back home and they're looking for that edge. They're looking for that. Where can I find this angle where maybe I can speed this up and help my family? Uh, yeah. And a lot of them think, okay, maybe I'll go in and do this and that. And the next thing you know, yeah, they, they'll make it. I've seen them come up quick. Like I said. It's short and then lived. just boom. Short lived, man. I'm telling you, I lived a great life. I partied, I had fun, but it, it was short lived, bro. By 30 years old, I was. Wasn't ready. there another Albanian crew out there making some noise for a minute before they all went down? Sure, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say names, but one of them is still on the run to this day. He was probably one of the worst guys I knew. <laughs> yeah, he was real bad, and he's gone. And, now, um, would the mob say like, just like let's just leave them alone and they'll leave us alone? I mean, what was the what was the relationship between Albanians and Italians? I mean. I mean, they. I know how it was as civilians. We really got along, right? Like in the Bronx, especially. It's always, the Italians always looked out for the Albanians when they first I came because the, the Italian experience yeah. was horrible when they first came to America. They were treated like they, shit. They respect street guys like we do. So if you're a real street dude, don't matter what you are. 
you know, we see a clown from a far away. You know, we, I had a guy in my crew. He was a clown. The guy was a neighborhood victim, and no one respected him. And uh, his name was uh, Pudgy. And this kid got robbed once a week. He was a clown. He got abused. I mean, it was just bad. So nobody respects a guy like that. A guy like me, I was in the street doing things, so other organizations, other people respect me. Like, oh, he's really doing it, and he's, put, he's putting work in, you know what I mean? So it don't matter what culture you are, we'll always respect each other. You know what I mean? So if you have a clown that, you know, is not a tough guy, they're going to call you out on it. It don't matter what culture you are. You know, there's tough guys in every culture, but they'll see a real one, you know? And that's why a lot of people still, you know, say, like, you know, you out there doing the work. You know, these guys weren't doing shit, you know? So it's like people still got respect for me. It's a different caliber. Yeah, it's different. I mean, you thing. were like, facing life, bro. Not only life, you know, I was really out there doing things for these people, man. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I was doing things. What do you think the next five to ten look like? I mean, personally, and I don't want to get to too much, but mm-hmm. are you in a relationship? Are you are no. you married? Do you want to have kids? Do yeah, you wanna, eventually, you know. Something right, you want to do? Right now, I got to work on myself. How old are you, brother? I'm 35. It's a good age. Yeah, I'll be 36 in June. You know, I'm trying to just get everything right right now. I got a lot of things going on, and I want to. Listen, here's the good thing. Right, as screwed as the system is, I mean, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the corporate world, right, at all. Um, I feel that when you're forced, right, you're gonna find a creative way to make a living the right way, right. You know, it's gonna force you to be an entrepreneur, and you know what? You're gonna get some thrills out of it, man. Right. You take hits. There's an exhilarating feeling to watching something built, right, and that you built it within the system. Yeah. With that said. I definitely know that by God's will, I hope I can see you again. Yeah. We'll follow up. I've definitely probably missed some things. And um, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, you've had me, yeah. And um, I hope this paints a better picture to everyone that's out there of why they need to uh, to think twice before they do these things. Because right. there's always a price to pay. Right. With that said, this is your boy, Beck Lever. And you just watched another amazing episode with my friend, Gene Barello, a.k.a. Gino. <laughs> and you'll never be a player if you're someone else's fan. <laughs> We're signing out this episode. Gene, say, say goodbye to everyone. Take care, everybody. Doesn't matter what you've been through. Doesn't matter what's happened. Doesn't matter how hard you've been hit. As long as you got air in those lungs, you can always make a comeback. This is your boy. Till the next time. Keep fighting. Sometimes just surviving is winning. This is your boy, Beck Lover. Gino, say goodbye, man. Take care, everybody. Be in touch. <laughs> <laughs>